forever. Dog. <sighs> Should we count down? 10. 10. 11. Winds. 9. Traffic. 10, 10 winds. That's right. Weather. And uh, together. Traffic's on the ones. Right? You. You. Give us. What is it? You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. That's a lot of time. Two minutes is a long time. It's a really long time. I don't care if you give me the world. I don't care if you give me the solar system. It's a lot. That's a big ask. And also the world, really, really the world, Albania. Yeah, it was great to hear that news about Albania on the on uh, ten ten wins. Oh, they didn't say anything. Well, they're the ones saying they're giving the world. Now, perhaps there are a handful of you that are not from the small section of the world that 1010 wins affects. Mm -hmm. Yes. So all you need to know is it's a local radio station. It's an AM station. That's at 1010 on the, on the AM dial. We're not here to plug them. Even though their podcasts are second to none, such as the weather last week and traffic, traffic, traffic. Exactly. And in uh, Sandy Canyon after dark, Oh, Sandy Canyon. Or Sandy Canyon's like, Jake Gyllenhaal's doing a new movie. Have you ever hiked Sandy Canyon since you've lived in New York and since you lived in LA? I have to, I've been, I know a lot of friends hike uh, Sandy Canyon in the morning and they just get out there. That's where the deals are done, Julie, out here. That's like a golf yeah. course out here. Coke deals. You Coke go, deals are you, done. You, Coke deals. And you go and hiking. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying Sandy Kenyon sells Coke. No. If he sells anything, it's loose tetracycline capsules from his hand and maybe pocket. I think S- Sandy Kenyon, who is probably also... Uh, pushing some hydrochloroquine on people also he he might be selling hydrochloroquine but i think we're in agreement by the fistful hydrochloroquine hydrochloroquine it still is amazing to think that a year ago yeah the president of the united states told people maybe you should put a light down their throat or whatever. Like, I think that Wait, was. What was it? A light? Saying, a light? Down saying, it? Like, light, swallow a flashlight? Like, he was saying, like, light seems to kill the thing. Maybe there's a way to get light into people. Like, whatever it was. And and other people had to go, uh huh. Yeah. Hmm, let me write that down. Light? What kind of light? A 60 watt bulb? Should we do that? There was that one person who was passing a string of Christmas lights through them, like that brother in Crumb. Yeah, like the Crumb brother. Swallow those Christmas lights. Who's your favorite of ow, first ooh, answer Jonas ooh, Brothers, ooh, then answer ow, Crumb ooh, Brothers? That's me. That's the lights getting run through the guy. Well, because they're Christmas lights, they go ho, 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 
Oh. I'll answer first. Nick and Robert, your turn. Who's your favorite Jonas brother and who's your favorite Crumb brother? Um, I like it's I like Keith for both. <laughs> Keith Jonas and Keith Crumb. I once saw Tom flame out so hard doing a character named Keith Rural. Yeah. And I have to say, I respect him more since because yeah. he just kept going harder and harder. I kept doubling down there and they will not let me back into well, the, in Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. I cannot do that anymore. I thought I had, I thought I was going to work the festival circuit when I did that. He was and in I the got parking it. lot. I got out there. I was excited. Uh, who was playing that day? Uh, the Lumineers were the the on the main stage, and I was excited about meeting them. And yeah, uh, never met them. Uh, I did a jam with New Fast Automatic da- Daffodils. Was exciting. They're back. Um, the squirrel nut. The squirrel nut zippers were there, but there were actual squirrels. It's actual squirrels got a hold of the of the trademark on of a that. ukulele. They got yeah. there was like there were like seven squirrels living in a ukulele. Yeah, that they would use a little rowboat, which is too many squirrels. So as they started pushing each other out, inevitably mm-hmm. the strings began to pluck and make noise and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Yes, and an executive from I want to say Arista. It was. It was it was somebody who works with Clive was going camping and they heard like what is that yeah and then they said these we're gonna fire the the real squirrel nut zippers yeah. old timey Sue silly Sam exactly uh, and um, and me who's that Big Eddie. And Big Eddie, and we're going to replace because we own the copyright on the name. Yeah, Brett, don't update the invitation now. No, Brett's sick. Brett, why am I getting a notification in the middle of our? Yeah, a middle of our comedy show a, a about comedy. So in the middle for those of, of our you bleeping who, comedy, I can't believe this. Guess we bored and now him, he's gonna, huh? Now he, I can't ignore him because now he's going to put this. He's going to rephrase it in terms of a compliment to himself by saying, "I do so much oh, different oh, things." Oh, oh already, I was saying, that already happened immediately in my head. Yeah. I know, Julie. I was saying, I guess we bored him. That our we're here weaving gold or what I thought was gold, and apparently the third the, the, there's three people on this. One of them got a little restless while we were. Doing our funny business. You know, his Rumpelstiltskin obsession, whenever he sees someone weaving gold, he has to do whatever Rumpelstiltskin does, stamp his feet into the, the pits of hell, whatever it is. He uh, stamps He stamps one foot. Uh, if you, if you call, call out his name, one foot, one you foot all the way up to his waist, and then he rips himself in half with the other leg. Uh, is, is and how. here and we obs- are talking about what strong. Brett wants exactly. to talk about. If I, gotta, if I gotta hear this guy talk about Rumpelstiltskin one more time, <laughs> Because there's some people don't know. We do the show. We, we cut. Try. We cut huge chunks of it out. Yeah. Just about every episode, Brett says. Speaking of Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> I uh, and we're just like Brett. Yeah. We didn't speak of Rumpelstiltskin. And then when he starts talking, we have to loudly defame celebrities so he can't use it. 
otherwise, we, you know, forever dog yeah. would get sued. Absolutely. We the things you don't hear. Oh boy, oh yeah. boy, your ears would would be a fire. I mean, again, just a compliment to me for you know edit the. It sounds like you're complimenting my editing prowess. Well, he's reminding us he's an we're editor. We're not. We're not. He, he we remind, will on another date, but not not not. not, not this not, this not. is not what that is. That's how I hear not it. Not when you light. When you light the fire, you you are not the hero by to put out the fire when you light the fire. That does not make you a hero. Anyway, I know I should shut off my... In fact, I'll quit out of my email right now just in case... I, I got a notification. I'm going to quit it out now just in case Brett decides to send any more Google alerts while we're doing the show. You know what you should I do, know Julie? You, what? Quit it now. Boom, boom. Don't, don't. Boom, boom. Oh, I just did. Sometimes quit I have to force quit it now. Force quit it now. Boom, boom. Don't, don't. Hey, what does Harry Potter play? Wait, what band does the quit it now? Is that uh, Rage Against the Machine? Yes. What does I see where Harry... this is going? <laughs> I try to think. I'm working backwards from the punchline, though. I, that's why I saw where it was going. I'm going to clear the floor now. It's all yours. No, I don't want to struggle, but I'm going to feel like I'm drowning in front of a crowd. Quidditch now? Is that what you're going to yeah. say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what sport? What does Harry what? Potter play against Rage the Machine or something? Yeah. What? What? When Harry Potter's playing sports against Zach De La Rocha, <laughs> what's, what it, game do they play? In of itself, it's such a complicated premise. Yeah. And people are like, wait, Harry Potter. What? Who's that? Harry Zach? Potter with the guy from Raging. What? I don't know what, what this kind is. Of, what, and then by then, we're just like, chuka, chuka, we're yeah, we're like, wow. Punchline's wow, long wow, gone. Wow, yeah. And then they realize that their wallet's missing. Mm -hmm. Now, Julie, speaking of music watch it somebody yeah saw somebody on this show saw somebody else's on this show's yes. favorite artist being paid tribute to last night <laughs> no, my favorite artist a b you know i'll put it this way somebody on the show sent me <laughs> things that somebody else's on the show's partner says are the only thing that i think helps your depression <laughs> okay so you're Which saying <laughs> my texts yeah, conversation this morning and he was like the only solution for this is for tom to continually text you fake zappa songs because <laughs> i saw i was like i was yeah. like nothing's working like it's called treatment it's called treatment resistant he's like uh -huh. there's only one thing that'll do this yeah well, i got a barrage of texts last night from Tom, who was at the let's call it what it is, the King Crimson show. It was King Crimson, and with with, with special guests, a very special opening act. The Frank Zappa, what is it called? Zappa tribute? Zappa band or something? The Zappa band, and I guess is that all alums from his band? Ask, ask Gail. She's the one who like tore the family apart by not. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna have to bleep that out, Brett. Got the it. Well, or don't. No, she's lady choice. Oh, is she? Gail Zappa. Oh, of course. Right. That's where the, yes, there was a mess. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. I don't know legally what it's called, but it is, there are human, I'm going to say men that play <laughs> Frank Zappa's music on stage. Yes. And I believe True they are. Yes. It was a band and they were playing the Frank Zappa songs and catalog, the catalog and they're going through. And then I listened to, I could look, I was at the Greek theater. Amazing night beautiful outdoor show and um 
doing it the only way I do King Crimson, which is solo. <laughs> so I can. I heard you had. I heard. I heard stories of a couple people that you asked to go with you that said no. People, no go. <laughs> people Literally said, no, no go. Thank you. People said that's a no go. As and in, I, I no go said, to that show with you. Said. No, I don't feel safe, like, you know, COVID-wise. And then I heard another person that just said no. And there was no yeah. reason attached. No. And then, so I go solo. I would have gone with you. Oh, I know you would have. I know. It's how I want to get COVID, honestly. From Frank Zappa fans? <laughs> I had to tell or, Julie. Or Crimson, or Crimson or fans. Crimson yes. Fans. Tell me. Tell I me. I had tell to tell me. Julie during the show. I'm seeing Frank Zappa <laughs> band right now. I said, do you know a song called Holly Wolf or whatever? What was it called? Zombie. Holly, well, zombie you called wood. it Zombie Wood. Yeah. And this song, and I am and I'm embarrassed. At least I have the good sense to be ashamed. I said, oh, it's called Zombie Wolf. You said, actually, it's called. I did not no, say no, it like that. Adam I, Conover. You did not to pull an Adam Conover on that one. There, I do have an Adam Conover emoji. Okay. It says actually, and then I type whatever I need to say. <laughs> and then I proceeded to lay out for Julie <laughs> the other the other thirty songs that they were playing <laughs> that night. I couldn't stop laughing. I was crying laughing. <laughs> oh, well that's kind. I was laughing so hard. Do you remember any of them I said? My favorite ones? <laughs> well, I'm going to go back There's here. too many to go back. There's, too, There's many. too many. Well, I said, first of all, the bassist just said, who here loves diarrhea? <laughs> and half the crowd went insane. <laughs> my, my, then, my favorite is now they're... Here, I'll read. I'm going to read you. No, no, no. Let me start with my okay. favorite one. Okay. My favorite was now they're playing bingo. <laughs> now they're playing bingo, my dingo, off of barf. <laughs> off of barf. Hold on. Off of barf nuts. Yeah. Because I said first, first I said, now they're, now they're playing sweet diarrhea sweet <laughs> off daddy's boner got no name. Now they're playing <laughs> Toilet <laughs> Blues. Hoobie, hoobie. They're playing Toilet Blues off Pickle Chump's Last Stand. <laughs> now they're playing Hoobie Scooby Tube of Luby. <laughs> off of what did you expect? And I must say, they were very efficient because usually these songs are like 25 yes, minutes or more. That was the thing you said. I know they're not doing this. Because these songs are all an hour and 45 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. But they did play uh, Jeans Bunyan <laughs> last night. Jeans Bunyan off Backstage Betty's. Oh, my God. And then they played Dump Sauce. I think that he would have calmed down Woodstock 99 if you brought the Zappa band out. If the Zappa band came out of Woodstock 99. I think it. Everyone would have just gone home peacefully, I think. Well, if Frank was still alive then and he played Woodstock 99, he would yes. have come out cigarette in mouth. <laughs> hey, everybody. 
We're going down the street. There is a toilet that I want to meet. <laughs> I think all the I think all the young dudes, so to speak, yeah, would say, "Yeah, this is kind of immature and lame," and they'd all go home. Yeah, Frank, I'll write some lyrics for you. Like, I wonder if anybody ever said that to him at any point, yeah. Frank. With the music, you're a genius. Nobody yeah. can do what you're doing with it. Let me write some lyrics for you, buddy. No, no, no. Well, I don't think you can capture what I'm trying to go for with the music. I'm really trying to sum up a certain kind of satirical approach. It's like, okay, what are you satirizing? Poop. Uh, poop. poop and pee. <laughs> pee and poop. Pee and poop. I do think that he would have liked the piss-soaked pizza boxes at Woodstock 99. He could have written a whole opera about them. Yeah. About just somebody sleeping on a... PP pizza or something? PP pizza. (laughs) Making your bed. PP pizza. Lay down your head. (laughs) Yeah, they were. Yeah, were they great? They were great. The they, Frank Zappa they, they, thing, yeah, they were look, they were they were as proficient. Oh my God, they were so, the most amazing musicians you've ever seen. Playing silly things, playing just these, yeah, these songs that don't have resonance for me, but people do, were into do, it. Do 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 that kind of thing. People were totally into it. Yeah. What about Crimson? How were they? They were insane. They were so good. They were amazing. Yeah, it was great. And was I this was, the first like show you've been to since COVID? Um, well, I was at Sturgis. That was I saw Jackal at Sturgis. It was fun <laughs> when he had the chainsaw. <laughs> Remember that band, Julie Jackal? No. Brett, can you play a Jackal video real quick for Julie? Yeah, sure. And we have a fun show for you today. We have a great guest on the program. Oh, by the way, the show's the show's called Double Threat. I should mention. Uh, on yeah. behalf of myself, Tom Sharpling, and my co-host partner, uh, Julie Klausner, the legendary Julie Klausner. Yes, who the we've, legend. We've managed to. The legend of the fall. We managed to get her to come back each and every week, even though she's <laughs> above this. In bed. What have you got here? This is a band called Jackal? A band called Jackal that were popular in the 90s. I think you'll know this when you see it. <laughs> this is the Lumberjack? I'm a Lumberjack now, baby. I need And this is what passes for a classroom? There's, yeah, they're showing school and they're all watching a video of Jackal playing live. Here, here's the part you're going to want to see, Julie. He changed into a unitard, and now he's doing a chainsaw solo. Yeah, he plays he plays chainsaw on stage. This is the dumbest thing I've ever. I don't know. But you're into I'm it. interested in it. I'm not bored. I'll put it that way. Oh, he's pretending he's gonna eat it. Honestly, it's a free country. <laughs> 
it's like, and then it's like a very standard yeah. blues okay. progression. It's just like, I'm a lumberjack, yeah. baby. Won't you give yeah, me lots of trees? <laughs> give me, yeah. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack, baby. That was fun. Okay. Yeah, that's Jackal. So you saw them. I saw Jackal with Sturgis. You, yeah. You lost your mind. I licked a few motorcycles. Did you crowd surf? Oh, oh yeah, it was a crazy crowd surfing scene. Did you no. did you mosh? The uh, potatoes. Did you mosh uh, potatoes? The idea that the show moshing potatoes <laughs> would be too physically uh taxing for some <laughs> of the people in the crowd. Cuz I saw a photo you posted of the rules. Yeah. And I know that the po- I know that the point wasn't like the men at the outskirts of that photo surrounding the sign, but I was very distracted by just precisely how many men in their 60s and 70s. Yeah. Just like white men around the sign that were just like, listen, when in Prague. I love that there was a caller in the best show who thought Prague was the country. That's yes. so cool. I thought I like that a lot. I love that. Yeah. Now they had a they put a sign up that says, don't take video or photos during the show that you may be asked to leave and i'll say one thing that's uh, certainly don't stop the people at this show who mm-hmm. look these performers they ask for one thing yeah just please don't do that we right. their whole thing is like hey we improvise during the show right the exp- the improvisation and and us trying things is about being in the moment and it doesn't always translate to video especially if we fail dropping on my sketchbook exactly they're just like we just don't want it or the the contract is that we play and you watch us not that you yes record us i'm fine with that yes but clearly some people are not they feel the the deal is that they're allowed to film anything they want that that is a part of buying a ticket to the show yes yes and numerous people were just holding those phones up, and then they get a flashlight in the face from uh, the security people. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of having respect for performers, I've got nothing but respect for the uh, performer that is in the waiting room right now. Uh, do we want to bring our guest on? Uh, he's been no, not yet. Okay, I don't right. like that. I don't like. I don't that like that at approach. all. We're not going to as a punishment to that. I have one more thing to say. Well, maybe a few. Did you like my idea for one proggy evening that for, I texted you last night for like a redo of that cart, the cartoon with the frog? Oh, yes. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I but th- instead of singing Hello, My Baby, he sings like The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Yeah. We got to get, uh, what was his name again? Michigan J. Frog. Wait, Michigan J. Prog. Michigan J. Prog. And he shows up. He shows up at a construction site with a Moog. Mm hmm. And I watched a doc- yeah. I watched a documentary last night about synthesizers, and at one point, someone called it a moog, and I was like, "Adam Conover, where are you? Please correct this person. It's mm-hmm. a moog. Uh, excuse me. Actually, it's a moog. You call it a moog. Am I wrong about that? No, I like. I think you got it. Yeah. Moog. The the thing with the moog is, so many people claim they had the first one mickey mm-hmm. dolan's is one of those people where he's like i do, had do, the first do, do, do. yeah for star collector and he's just yep. like in daily, daily nightly. nightly yeah he's like i had the first one in the u.s and then 
Roger McGuinn is like, I had the first Moog in the U.S. And you look and there's like 30 people. This Moog, Robert Moog must have been just telling him, oh, yeah, you're first. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're first. I, yeah. I guess I can sell it to you. You know, you're the first one to get this. Yeah. Listen, because you're the first, I'll knock off, you know, 50 yeah. bucks. Or I'm going to have to charge a little more because it's the first. Right. Right. right you know, this, right. this one is the first. So, I mean, I, I kind of got to charge double. So in one proggy evening, there's a frog with a moog. A frog with a moog. I would picture it's a frog wearing a cape, like Rick Wakeman from Yes, right? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> and the long... construction worker is just going about his day, and he yeah. finds this moog frog with a cape yeah. behind mm-hmm. a moog playing... Playing, the lamb lies down on Broadway. Sure, he's playing or, pictures of an exhibition like Keith Emerson. What's Ba-da-ba-da. that band I like that you don't? Gentle Giant. Is Gentle that what they're Giant. Called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's playing something like that. Yeah. And then the construction worker's like, "Oh, what's that?" And then he like she shoves a concrete block down, and that's the end of the cartoon. That's it, and it ends okay. there. It's a short okay. one. It's truly a Warner Brothers short. I like Prague, and Prog, and Prug. I like. Anything that starts with PR <laughs> and ends with G. He likes prongs. Prongs. I like prog. I like prongs. And I you like, like playing. Playing. Yes, I do. Praying. Well, uh, speaking of praying, my prayers have been answered by this guest in the waiting room right now. Oh, my gosh. This name. I, I'm just amazed. I can't wait to bring this guest on. Is it? Is it still too early or... or, or? What are we doing here, Julie? Hey, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Sure, Brett. Uh, Julie, are you ready? I'm always ready to talk to our friend John Ross Bowie, if that's who we're talking about. What are you holding us up on? Where's John? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll bring him on right now. Sorry. What's the delay? I'm so sorry. Speaking of delays. Come on. Pick up the pace. All right. Here comes actor, comedian, and host of the new podcast, Household Faces, John Ross Bowie. Entering the Zoom. No, this is a good guess. This is a guess. He's a good fella. Immense. He is a good fella, and Goodfellas was had uh, ten ten wins. Was in Goodfellas, Julie. If you remember when he's in the shower and you hear da, 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 that's 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 how the world would know ten ten wins. We know it. Oh, from Goodfellas, we're, we're Sandy Canyon super fans. But for the rest of the world, they know it through. I when- was doing adult films at one point under the name Sandy Canyons. Mm-hmm. And I had to change it because that piece of shit decided he needed to weigh in on every which box office number. Yeah. Sandy bleeping Kenyon. The cabs aren't enough. 1010 wins not enough. When does the power grab stop, Sandy Kenyon? Wait, but before I forget, John, please weigh in on this. First of all, 
Hi, John. Listen, but quickly, we'll give you a formal introduction in a second, but I just need to remember this as being appropriate or incorrect. In Baby Driver, is this true or false that Kevin Spacey says at one point something to the effect of, Tom, you know what I'm about to say, right? Mm-hmm. You're a good fella, but I'm a great fella. Isn't that true that he says something like that? I only saw the film once and was... Um... You're tripping. Uh, you're, tripping. Rem- you're tripping balls. Oh my god! No, you only saw it once. So. You got to. I only saw Baby Driver once. Yeah. You got to stare sorry. at those car chases. I only saw um, Baby Driver once, and I I, en- I enjoyed the opening dance number to John Spencer Blues <laughs> Explosion, but I don't remember that particular <laughs> moment. I'm sorry. Just like yeah. in Austin Powers, that was how it opened, but it was except to do a John Spencer Blues Explosion song, and then it was literally just Kevin Spacey in a dry erase board. Yeah, it's every every Kevin Spacey uh, movie in the last like 10 years or so kind of blurs together into a sea of, oh, I forgot he was in this. Yeah. Or depending on what age you are. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Run. That's sure. The, that's the man. So you but Tom, don't you remember that great fellows line? It, now that you're saying it, I do. I, I, just like just like our, our esteemed guest. I have only seen the movie one time. Thank you. Oh. There it Brett, is. There Brett it is. There it, it is. Thank you. Please. For, please. Okay. Timeout. Who <laughs> uploaded this I'm on mon- September twenty eighth, twenty seventeen? Mm-hmm. September eleventh. With subtitles. <laughs> with the subtitles. With the caption. Kevin Spacey's best scene. Although I guess that's before the Anthony Rapp allegations. I guess that's before the downfall. But sure. in twenty seventeen, maybe. Oh, maybe by like a month or something. I remember yeah. what exactly year did he where host, I was. Julie, I, what year did he host the Tonys? Uh, 2016, I believe. 2016? With the, with was the that cast. Early? Yeah, because who was? That was with, the with, Dear with Evan the Hansen. That said host, right? Host. Yeah, sure, sure. Hashtag yeah. host, which is what you say on Grindr. Yeah, that seems like the least you could do. I mean, yeah, if you you're should, willing I mean, to, if, if you're going to do this, yeah. you should at least offer accommodations, I think. That's right. A, otherwise, that's it's a, the old park bench in London. Wait, can we see the um, the, the least right? the least that I can do was actually my showstopper when I was in uh, when I played Rizzo in Greece. And I really <laughs> when I would do the least that I can do, the crowd would just and then I would say at the end, this is a song about dirty stuff, everyone. <laughs> I remember you were what? You were like 20th string of that production. 20th of string. Everyone. Yeah. It was a King Ralph yeah. situation. No, um, yeah. You came, you came in after Vanessa Redgrave and I was just so moved by your work. Never did it two nights in a row. That's my, that's what I brag about. Never did it two nights in a row. Never did it two, the same way twice. Never did it. Never did it twice. Directors don't like that. <clears throat> Brett, can we please see that scene just so I can? Oh yeah, for sure. One cement. second. And then honestly, we can cut this whole part. This is really. I don't want to see your emails. I'm sorry. Okay, that's just. Oh, Brett, they're Brett. all for me, by the way. They're all. <laughs> oh those top three God. emails are for me. No, they're not. No, I saw. I saw a name in there. I'm not. I saw horrible. With. He's gone. Brett ducked out of frame. He's so ashamed. I saw a thing. It said. It said to <laughs> Joe. We're going under. Was the subject line. <laughs> said forever dog is going under for joke then then the next one said to joe said selling the equipment (laughs) (laughs) can we please press play just so we get this out of the way and then we can officially start the show yeah but why slave away delivering good fellas pizza is just to afford a night out here 
when you could make all that dough with a great fella, me. Then take your. Well, there it is. <laughs> it's ironic that his name is Edgar Wright because he can't. <laughs> John, that's not good acting, right? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I have actually, believe it or not, I got a secret link um, because it's not publicly available anymore. I got a secret or not a link, a, uh, a, a zip file of the Kevin Spacey masterclass in acting that has since been discontinued <gasps> oh, on the site no. for fairly obvious reasons. Right. They're on a great streak over at Masterclass. They've got uh, Kevin Spacey and Dustin Hoffman, um, both of which have been pulled from the site. But I watched a little of the Kevin Spacey one and- First off, he's wearing this incredibly uh, the, the weird vest that shows up occasionally in his online videos, um, which a sartorial choice that is immaterial given his larger allegations, but is still weird. And he he does this thing where he'll come up behind actors and he'll whisper in their ears. Oh. And it's so unsettling. Yeah, it's so profound. And also it's like you're you're we're in a class here. Tell us what you're saying. Why would you not share this insight with I mean, Come on, man. You were in Working Girl. Oh. Share this insight with, with all of us. But he just kind of whispers uh, into people's ears and then kind of backs away and lets the magic happen. So just footage of him. Speaking of magic, I want to say. Tom's making fun of Brett. Sorry. Either that or Zappa. Because your, well, well, your impression of Zappa sounds a lot like your impression I know. of Brett well, they're right blurring. Now. It's all blurring together, Julie. Um, that's, that's very... Um, so there, the, so the master class, you don't see half of what he's doing because it's a mm -hmm. secret. Mm -hmm. It's a secret. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Apparently he liked his secrets. Right. It's very like OJ, if I did it, mm -hmm. it's, it's very OJ, yeah. if I did it. Yeah. Uncannily. So, um, yeah, but it's not on the site anymore, but my friend Eva sent me a, a zip file of the entire That's thing. Plus the PDF insane. workbook that comes with it. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and the workbook. workbook is just like, how much do you weigh? Like, What's your height? <laughs> yeah. Are you height weight proportionate? Right, right. Can you host or do I have to? <laughs> he's a bad man. And I think he's going to be in a movie with, which, the, which is the wet, red grave that is not dead? He's He is in a movie with Franco Nero. Franco Nero cast him in right. a movie. Franco Nero That's is Mr. Vanessa Redgrave's red grave. husband. Yeah. Right. But they've been together since Camelot. They've been together Aww. for over 50 years, but they just got married over the past couple of years, which yes. is incredibly sweet until you find out that Franco Nero just hired Kevin Spacey. And then you're like, oh, we just can't have nice things. Right. And they insisted on having the reception in the West Bank. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't vouch for that. Maybe they may they may well have. I no, don't you know. can you can put you can put Beverly on the phone if you want to talk about that. <laughs> But no, they she were. They, no, I know, I know. They no, they decided. She, he they they took the road. They took the road less taken, and then Redgrave dropped out, and Faye Dunaway was like, "I'll do it," because Faye Dunaway replaced her, and Faye Dunaway is just this like Disney villain. Everything I've heard about, and I've heard stories about her that are just increasingly monstrous. And because I guess there's a double standard, it just sort of it, it's only funny to me. Everything I've heard that she's ever done is just funny, even though it's so awful. So crazy. I didn't I had not heard that she, but I'm looking it up. You're absolutely right. She yeah. had that's yeah. crazy. No, no, Faye, Faye Dunaway will do you've heard that voicemail, right? No, hit it. Brett, please. Brett, yep, Brett. I'm looking, looking for it. Yep. This is important for Bowie's like work, on, I think, Brett. for your, hey, Brett, for you your got show. That clip yet? 
but we got to <laughs> no, one, one second. One second. Sorry, it's just buffering. No, show, show us your show us your spreadsheet of how much you made yeah. last year before yeah, you send us. Exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've heard, uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard monstrous things about her. I just all I don't true. Have, here we go. Here we she go. She left this to a reporter. Okay. Call received six fourteen a.m. Thursday, February twenty seventh. Yeah, Jack, this is Faye Dunaway. Look, uh, I've erased some of the stuff from the O'Neill interview, but I'm not really interested in Terry O'Neill. He's a big, big liar, and I, I'm really not interested in in him. And you know, or in, in dilly-dallying and, and tarrying over Mommy Dearest, I don't even want to discuss it in my interview, or on this Lloyd Webber thing. Those are negative. And I notice that you have nothing in about Marlon Brando. You have nothing in about Johnny Depp, which I did two films with. I don't expect you to get get him for an interview. But you can put some footage in of the of the Costa Rica movie, which I was brilliant in, and it was not well sold in this country. You can talk about the Marlon Brando film that I was wonderful in. All the positive things along that, that period. The Marlon Brando film was going on at the same time that the Lloyd Webber stupidity was going on and you all have to put in the Lloyd Webber stupidity you can't put in that I worked with the wonderful Marlon Brando and talked to the director of that movie for Christ's sake and I'm not going to approve it I'm, I'm really upset now because that uh, uh, for two nights now tried to thread through that stupid interview with a with a man that I will not even waste my time discussing and and you know who suffice it to say stopped working when he married me and pretended to be my manager for a very long time so let's not even go there it's very upsetting to me and then to put my our, our child in jeopardy the way he had so i'm not interested in these negative things that you all are putting in there at the end i don't want lloyd weber in i'd like you to cut him out and i'd like you to really trim down everything to do with that mommy dearest i'm not going to talk about it maybe one thing i'm going to say about it and that's all it's just like you know an obsession why can't you be obsessed about positive things, about Marlon Brando, about the Costa Rica movie that was the hit of all of Europe and Cannes, um, about, uh, about the, the, the film I did with Brando and talk to that, you know? All I'm going to ask for is if somebody, not you, Brett, somebody out there can cut that together with the Rockford Files and just have it be like, this is Jim Rockford, leave your message after me, and then <laughs> that plays for a, a minute and a half, and then the Rockford Files theme comes on. Why can't you put positive things like the time I worked with an anti-Semitic rapist? You're going to have to be more specific there. Um, no, fair enough. But but I mean, like the fact that it, uh, what was the yeah, movie? Don Juan DeMarco was another film I saw exactly once. And, oh, but, yeah, I saw and, that one. But the difference, of course, being that I can remember its title. I, I, uh, what was the I one that know. Frank Oz directed and Marlon Brando wouldn't talk to him because he called him Miss Piggy? He was like, I will be directed by Miss Piggy. It's too uh, like did he direct the freshman? No, it was a crime no, caper. It was, it was a crime caper. It was good. It was Edward. It apparently was Edward Norton and De Niro, and, and he had and Frank Oz had to use De Niro to direct Brando because Brando wouldn't listen to Miss Piggy. The score. Yeah, yes. that's a pretty good movie. That's uh, a, yeah, the score. Frank Oz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not bad. John, you like actors. You like character. You are a character actor. I like to think so. You yeah, that this- was the that was the end game when I moved out to to L.A. was to just kind of uh, uh, make a living as a uh, as as a vaguely recognizable uh, entity. And, you're, <laughs> and it's, it's done OK. And your show is about character actors. 
Yeah, Household Faces is me interviewing uh, a bunch of my favorite uh, 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 household faces. It was funny because we we actually came up with the title such kind of by title. accident. It's oh, such thank you. A good title. It, it was you know it, I I I was talking to to uh, Brett from Forever Dog mm-hmm. uh, who 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 is, speaking is with of. us this uh, today. Speaking, speaking of. of. Um, uh, who sounds uh, uncanny? Maybe we like could get Frank a little Zappa. less speaking of, if you know what I mean, and a little less speaking. <laughs> a little less speaking, a little more of. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Julie. You just boiled it down. Uh, and I, I mentioned, uh, you know, differentiating between household names and then just kind of pulled the phrase household faces out of my ass. And 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 uh, my bride, uh, Jamie, uh, frantically passed me a note while I was in this conference call saying that's the name of the show. And wow. and we went with it. And I think it's um, uh, about 75 percent of the people I've I've mentioned it to know immediately what the show is going to be based on the name. And the other 25 percent. And this is very common. Think it's me finding things in my home that look like people what like 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 a weird like pillow that looks like a person sure. and and like so that's what it's the other 25 socialize it's because you socialize with your son's friends i you know it's, it's a lot of it's a this is a lot of 11 year old votes that have skewed these numbers i'll grant you but uh yeah and you're not just talking about character actors you're talking to character actors which is i am very talking cool. to them um yeah. and it's been a combination of me calling in favors and me going through more traditional agent publicist channels so i've gotten to like have really long conversations with with friends of mine uh, and, you know, either lead them in certain directions or ask them stuff I didn't even know. But then I've also got to meet people like John Carroll Lynch, uh, Jim Beaver from Deadwood. Uh, it's just been really, really fun. Amy Hill uh, was a was a great interview. We've been kind of all over the map. It's been really, really interesting. And I, I guess if it has. I think the thing that's kind of unique is that I've sort of been in the trenches myself a little bit so I can we're able to sort of talk. I mean, I'm not putting myself in the same class as John Carroll Lynch. He's a giant. He's worked with incredible directors. But, you know, I've been on a set and we can talk a little bit about how weird it is and um, what a uh, what a a strange process the whole the whole business is. Well, since you mentioned John Carroll Lynch and I I'm wondering because sometimes character actors are cast as serial killers only or creeps. Like Urbaniak always talks about this, how he's always like the red herring or like the child he's, molester in some uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll be Lynch- fair in this, he's also been a piss fetishist. <laughs> feet, mm-hmm. feet, I thought. I uh, could have sworn it was piss, although we might be talking about two different law and orders. <laughs> mm-hmm. two- oh, no, that's piss. Sex in the City was feet. I apologize. Okay. And I wonder it. And and then of course you have John Carroll Lynch doing Zodiac, and then he's got all these creepy roles in American Horror Story. My question: We talk is, specifically about this in yes. the interview. We, why we, why I, character we, actors always creeps? Well, no. Here's the thing: he starts his first big break is Norm Son of a Gunderson Margo. in Fargo, where he's the most likable, cuddly character in that entire film. Mm-hmm. He is. He's uh, a man who, who's secure enough in his masculinity. To make his wife eggs before she goes off and is the best cop in the world. Brings her Arby's at work. Yeah, paints yeah. pictures of uh, birds he's for a, stamps. He's a good man. Um, his other gig around that time was playing uh, Drew Carey's amiable cross-dressing brother on the Drew Carey show. And he deliberately, he he kept getting stuck in these places where he would go out for slightly edgier roles and casting directors would be like, John Carroll Lynch, 
he doesn't have any edge. And so he he specifically went to his agents and, and was like, listen, I want to I want to do, you know, different stuff. I want to spread my wings a little bit. He's like a six foot four brick shithouse. I mean, the guy is just a big, He's imposing a big character and he can play, you know, gentle giant. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing to think that 20 years ago, casting directors were like, yeah, the guy has no edge. And he's since played John Wayne Gacy for like two seasons on American Horror Story. Yeah, I got I got I got bad news about this guy. He's not a nice guy. Um, He's Zodiac Killer. This guy's the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Yeah. He was, it was really, because we specifically, I specifically asked about his sort of rebranding in the early aughts um, and how he made this shift. And it was a very deliberate shift that actually started not with Zodiac, but with the movie Gothica, um, where he played kind of a, a big creepy guy. And he's kind of gone back and forth now. He talked interesting. It was, he was talking about Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Um, where everybody, all the guards in Shutter Island, it's like him. It's Ted Levine from Silence of the Lambs and, and Monk and, and Monk, Monk, my friend uh, Ted and Levine. Monk, and yes, of course, Monk. Uh, Ted Levine, who led me away in handcuffs on my one episode of Monk. Oh, um, when the the one time I, it was super hot, it was super so, hot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was for me as an as an audience member going from like Buffalo Bill to like. That's what it looks like with a mustache and a gun. Yeah, him just yeah. being like, "All right, Monk, let's go get a hamburger." Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but he, but Scorsese apparently deliberately cast these guys who had played yeah. serial killers uh, to kind of play with the audience's suspicions and expectations uh, a little bit. It's such a cool interview. I mean, I, I sound like I'm bragging, but uh, no, John that's Carroll really Lynch was such a cool interview. He had so many fascinating stories about being both a fan and a practitioner in this business, you know, it was, it was really cool. I know I said that he's a Zodiac killer. He's allegedly the Zodiac killer. I want to say I, uh, my suspicion is that the Zodiac killer is Barry Sobel. Mm-hmm. Just when he would go, Zodiac. Zodiac. I think he was screaming. He was screaming it Aside from me, aside from me, Tom and, and, and Julie, who, who is that joke for? Tom, for me, oh, for this me. is our They're brand. This is, a, this is a brand of the show. <laughs> the okay. double, the, the threat and double threat is we're threatening, we're threatening for you to get any of our jokes. Yeah, it's we a threaten. It's a if you do, yeah. Did you have, um, did you have the uh, the HBO special where Barry Sobel was the only white comic, uh, uh, <laughs> taped on VHS in the eighties, Tom? Because I did. I did not. No, I was okay. not a. I was not a you fan of Barry. Hour, you know, literally, it's yeah. it's. I'm not kidding. It's it's. Uh, uh, Eddie Murphy produced it. His uncle Ray Murphy hosted it. Mm. Um, it was Robert Townsend, Arsenio Hall, like a 19 year old Chris Rock, Barry Sobel. Yeah, <laughs> and I want to say, uh, Marshall Warfield. Um, and Barry right. Sobel is the only is the only white guy on that lineup. I bet YouTube can has it somewhere. It was uh, I watched it again and again and it's again. Amazing. I loved it so much. You know whose half hour I had on tape? I'm not proud of this. I'm just saying. I'm not mm. ashamed of it. Charles Fleischer, who is the other Zodiac killer? Who's the other Zodiac killer? Who's the mm. other Zodiac killer in a in a, with a basement in San Francisco? Yes, mm-hmm. you got to get Charlie Fleischer on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get. Yeah, well, who's your dream? Like Charles yeah. Fleisch, Brett, write these down yeah. and don't just, down, don't just nod. The, and then you see, this is I have to say, out. this has been an interesting phenomenon since the podcast was announced. I have my my uh, to watch my, how to deal with Brett. 
No, I have just texts oh. coming in with people just sending me random names, but you know who you have to have on. Yeah. Oh, and we're, we're trying. Yeah. The dream for me, I mean, one of my honest to God heroes is Wallace Shawn, and I would mm-hmm. love to have Wallace Shawn on. Yeah, um, to promote Rifkin's uh, festival. What's this? Rifkin's Dilemma? Rifkin's Festival? You don't know this? Oh, God. That's fuck. That's right. He's in the Woody Allen movie. There oh, will Jesus. be a doc, just as there will be for the Woodstock 99 Festival about Rifkin's Festival. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. I There's know. So much, people, I know. People <laughs> slopped around in so much more diarrhea. Those riots would not have happened if they called Woodstock 99 Rifkin's Festival. <laughs> 100% correct. 100% correct. Look, no, you can have Wally Sean on. No one's good. He's he's not tainted. He's still good old Wally Sean. Yeah. I mean, the guy does, within the same year, the he guy does, does Clueless and Vanya on 42nd Street. I got to talk to the guy about that, mm-hmm. man. Is Buscemi the golden goose? Well, the thing about Buscemi is that Buscemi is, we are generally speaking, trying to steer clear of people who have ever been number one on a call sheet. Okay. Oh, so that goes. So mm -hmm. Boardwalk Empire screwed. That's exactly it. You know, we're also trying to steer clear of uh, Academy Award winners, which bones J.K. Simmons. Um, Now, these are these are not rules. These are guidelines. I don't like J.K. Simmons. You don't like J.K. Simmons? Why not? No, because Because he's so mean to Spider-Man. No, I like that he's mean to Spider-Man. Okay. What? I don't like it. I liked him until in his Oscar speech. He used that opportunity to say, kids watching today, call your parents. Don't text them. Everyone goes, that is, that's a loser thing to do. You have, you have an Oscar in your hand. You have this platform. Your platform is, hey, kids, Kids. quit texting your, quit texting your folks. How about just uh, pick up the phone? I'll call your parents. Kids. Kids. Hey, uh, well, I've got, well, I've got your attention. I want to bring your attention to something important. No, no. Hey, look, he doesn't often align himself, uh, doesn't often lend his name to a cause, but this is something he believes in strongly. So here we are, you know. If I were in in high school, I would dunk his moustache in toilet water. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Brett. Just just, Yeah, for being a nerd. Brett. Yes. Someone else floated online uh, the idea of doing a podcast themselves. Did you catch this, Julie? Brett was saying, should I do a podcast about cooking? Oh, yeah. And then who named, who gave you the best name you're ever going to get for that podcast? I did, I did get a lot of submissions for titles for that podcast. The 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 one that got the most likes on Twitter was Tom's, um, as a matter of fact. And it was uh, Glazed and Confused is the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That's strong. That's you, really John, strong. Do you, John, do you know what bread is best at when it comes to cooking? Do you know what his forte is? Uh, I'm I'm guessing it has something to do with donuts. Glazes and no, I wish oh, that would be normal. He likes he likes creating glazes and rubs for fish. Oh, why does that sound so unhappy? I mean, I, I it's mean, like, just strange. So it's, not, it's neither yeah, here I, nor there. It's just uh, strange. Well, Brett and we I were, have, we're yeah. talking about because it's so weird. It all come. Life is a slow herald, guys. Brett and I were we were emailing last night because I was working on the sauce from Goodfellas for dinner last night. Um, and and he mentioned that, was it you or was it uh, Blacker? Who- uh, yeah, well, wait, well uh, I mentioned it first and then and then Ben Blacker chimed in as well that that uh, on my bucket list, my kitchen bucket list is to make the timpano from Big Night. If you've ever seen right. uh, Big Night, the big timpano they make, the big showpiece they make uh, at the climax of Big Night. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. I can, however, actually, I what I can I can't make the timpano from the uh, climax, but I can make the scrambled eggs from the denouement. 
<laughs> Not Tom, even a laugh make, line. I just mean it. No, I just, I, I, Tom, no, Tom, I'm 100% you can make fucking that, serious. Tom, you can make that that sandwich that Jack Nicholson or No, I do. I make a, a goddamn chicken salad sandwich <laughs> is my specialty. Um nice. I'm kind of what I'm known for. And I don't make it as much as I bark at people who do make it. Um, and I tell them how to. I do that with everything. I, I just bark or I go, I want a goddamn filet of fish sandwich. And I want you to put some, some goddamn cheese slice on do you, it. Do you tell the the lady at McDonald's who's making six fifty an hour that uh, that she, she should put the bun between her the, knees? Because the answer is okay. I do. The I tell them yes. not okay. What I do is I tell them how I want the filet fish sandwich to be, and I'm just saying how they were going to make it anyway. Where I'm like, I want a goddamn filet of fish patty between goddamn, goddamn yeah bun. <laughs> One slice of American cheese. Some goddamn tartar sauce on it. Then you put it in a goddamn cardboard box. And then you put some goddamn fries in there because I ordered a meal. Harry Dean Stanton's dead. That's a bummer. Harry Dean Stanton is dead. And his last leading role was a film directed by John Carroll Lynch. We oh, talked about that, that must have been really fun mm-hmm. for those two to work together. I heard he was really cool to work with. <laughs> you know, apparently, Seriously, I heard he, he was. Uh, I heard he was a really nice guy. I, Stanton, I've heard. No? I've heard both. Um, uh, Carol oh. Lynch speaks very highly of him, and he. Um, uh, it's a it's a beautiful movie. It's on HBO Max right now. It's called Lucky, and uh, it's it's got this bonkers cast of like both of people we've had on the show and people I want to have on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Beth Grant is in it. Um, we interviewed her, Barry Shabaka Henley, who I'm dying to have on the show. He's in it. It's just this really Ron Livingston shows up. It says David it's Lynch. Really- David Lynch is on the cast. David Lynch is in the cast. Wow. John Carroll Lynch, no relation directed. David Lynch told a few stories about that. Apparently, you know David Lynch should, was fantastic and just like you know, was the kind of yeah. actor he wants to be. He He's wants to direct. So that's fun. <laughs> you know, two words for you. Hit me. Delroy Lindo. <clears throat> Would oh. love Delroy Lindo. Legend. Would love to have Delroy Lindo. Is Giamatti I, off the table? Because he's probably number one on the billions call sheet, right? He was number one in Sideways 16 years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. he's in a an, an American Splendor. I mean, it's tough because yeah. he's almost betrayed character actors with his constant leading man work. Um, he he I, I love him. I I love his work. So how do you define a character actor? You know, we're kind of learning as we go. Someone who wouldn't play Batman besides that. That might be it. That (laughs) might be it right there. I think that's, we've done it right there. Um, We've, uh, we are. Although there, there's Keaton and I guess he's, but yeah, that was a different time. Do you think he was number one on the call sheet over on big fat liar or was Frankie Munez number one on the call sheet for that? What do you think? Would they give it to told Frankie Munez? He was number one because he probably threw a fit. Yeah. Uh, No matter. I mean, he got a Porsche out of the deal no matter what. So I don't know where he was on the call sheet. Exactly. We're defining character actor as. um, Okay. So a character actor is someone where your mom wouldn't necessarily be able to name them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, uh, that's a household face, like okay. absolutely knows their work can rem- can vaguely remember where they've seen them before, but can't actually name them. And yes. I and, and, you know, maybe that's the case, you know, maybe maybe there are people out there who can't name uh, Paul Giamatti, but sure. I mean, no friend of mine, you know, yeah. I don't yeah. uh, it's, it's hard to say. Right. 
And so I also the pro- who, my, go ahead. Right. But so, but someone who works a lot or not, not necessarily. Yeah, usually it's the- it's it's people who who have pretty extensive resumes. I mean, a lot of the um a lot of the interviews I've conducted with people are are with people who are way older than I am and who have like 200 credits on their wow. IMDb page. Mm-hmm. And um so yeah, there's a sense of like constant journeyman working actor. Um there's a tendency towards people who are still auditioning uh in their middle and later years. Um, for better, for worse, what's, what's been really kind of a, a, a fun through line has been how not bitter most of my guests have been, you know, it's been, it's been interesting to see how many of these people are like perfectly content auditioning, um, have a lot of hustle, have a lot of technique, don't mind it. Um, and I ask everybody about a role that got away and they mm. all have this and they all have amazing stories. They all set up like these incredible alternate universes where like, you know, Mackenzie Aston is Jack and Titanic, just crazy shit like that mm-hmm. comes our way constantly. John mm-hmm. Carroll Lynch is Walter White. You know, there's just a bunch of, of amazing stories, but all of them are very satisfied that the universe played out the way it was supposed to. And, you know, the, the role went to the person who, who did yeah. the best with it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's very, very Zen about it. Which, as I'm, you know, hurtling through my middle years myself, it's just kind of exciting to to hear people who are so at peace in the business, you know. Well, they're working. That's a yeah. big deal. It's it's like work over fame to some extent. Exactly. Exactly. Do you want to be an actor? Do you want to be a movie star? And all of these people have picked act. If either picked actor or had actor thrust upon them, and are at peace with it now. Mm-hmm. Are you? Okay with someone as pretty as Judy Greer being called a character actress. I don't know if I am. You know, Judy Greer comes up constantly in discussions. She's too pretty. I, you know, the thing there is she's it's not fair. So much of her brand is yeah. is like, you don't know where you know me from. Ba-bop. You know, that I'm I'm I, I enjoy her work absolutely, and I think she's been good in a lot of things. I, I just wonder if she qualifies anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I mean, at the same time, I, I'd be very surprised if, if you know, my mother, may she rest, would hop off a couch and be like, oh, look, it's Judy Greer. So sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, the Judy Greer so it's question. not as much about looks. I'm, I'm being mm-hmm. being lousy about that. No, no. It, it, I mean, but it's, it's um, you know, a guy like Bruce Greenwood counts, and that's a handsome guy. You know, Bruce Greenwood was, mm-hmm. was, was sent in to replace Mark Harmon on St. Elsewhere. You know, that's a strapping guy with great bone structure. We have Nestor Carbonell, incredibly good-looking guy. Uh, Who's he's in Nestor our first Carbonell? Wave. Nestor uh, Carbonell was uh, Richard Alpert on Lost. He was on Suddenly Susan. Um, oh, remember he's the, the weather guy, guy on the morning on, show. Remember Suddenly Susan, how the handsome guy in the, in the, in the bullpen there? I didn't watch Suddenly Susan as oh. a fan. Oh, my God. I wish I was you to get to see that for the first time. <laughs> oh, my God. What a treat you have waiting for you, Julie. Oh, he's <laughs> very handsome. Yeah. Yes. Now and he went to Harvard. And he went to Harvard. And, nice. and And I, uh, I I brought that up so that he didn't have to bring that up. So he felt up. bad? Oh, uh, right. Because you know, I just didn't want to be the guy who, like, you know, who was like, where do you go to college? Because they always, yeah. Harvard people are, are either. They don't like to be asked that. Oh, or they're, sure or to, they're oh, way sure too to fucking keep that eager. In mind. Oh, I'll be sure to keep that in mind when I write my follow-up email. Did I get the job? Did I get to write on The Simpsons for season Harvard 752? I don't want to make I'm, them embarrassed. They feel so shy. You don't get to be coy about where you went if you went there. 
you got to own it. You got to wear one of those dumb sweatshirts all the time. You got to have a big maroon sweatshirt constantly. Um, There are, there are people who will let you know within the first 30 seconds of meeting them. And then Mm. there are people who will be very, very cagey about them. And we'll tell, we'll say Boston and then Cambridge, and then we'll be forced into a corner to say, I didn't want to, I just wanted to put it out there so that we had neither experience. And I just want to say this to the, to the kids coming up. I'll say this. As an old goat, an old goat hanging around in show business. Greatest of all time. I'm going to say this. These Harvard people, I met a ton of them. About three of them are worth their salt. All the ones I met, one's dumber than the next. On the whole, one is dumber than the next. So don't let them freak you out. I once once saw one go into a closet thinking it was a bathroom. He didn't come out for 25 minutes. Yeah, I don't trust him. And they got the and then weird he had, statue. He had pissed that, all over my linens. And that's come to think statue. of it, maybe Are you sure was, that was I'm sure what? that was a Harvard graduate mm-hmm. and not a no. Raccoon? He was <laughs> maybe he had a, oh right. What are the ones with the? Well, they used to wear those hats. Remember? Yeah. So I see a I see a floofy striped tail. I assume. Mm-hmm. Now, John Ross Bowie. What? Who was the first character actor that that the where the concept popped in your head? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, that's why I asked it. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, the the <laughs> you know, we're both we're we're around we're around the same age, Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why did that entertain me so much? I don't know, but uh, it's one know. of those things where like Letterman can't stop giggling and like. Yeah. There's like a child inventor standing there patiently. Because look, John, I want to hear your answer. Obviously, that's why I asked the question. Is, and but I'm like, the child people, inventor. Some, I'm the child inventor. Sometimes. Sometimes when I work on these TV shows, and somebody's go, I'll say something. They'll go, "Oh, that's funny," and I'll be like, "Yeah, I know. That's why I'm working on this TV show. I'm here to say funny things." And it's like, "Ooh, that was funny." As if I as if I just. Trivoy won a contest to be here. Don't take any of this as criticism. It's not Eddie. Please. I didn't hit a half court shot to get in here. <laughs> Thank that? you. Oh, like at the it's like that Eddie reference. It's a Whoopi Goldberg movie where she. Became, oh, where she like get, because she right, I, right. she took over she the wins, Knicks. She wins a chance to be mm-hmm. the coach of the New York Knicks. Yes. Okay, John. I apologize for that. Gregory Sierra. Who's that? Gregory Sierra was on, um, he was on Barney Miller. He was on Soap. He had one episode uh, of All in the Family, a really controversial episode. He was a a Latino actor who just died earlier this year, but he was um, Mm -hmm. an Israeli, uh, a Mossad operative on All in the Family in a very controversial episode where he is killed at the end. (laughs) Um, uh, Because that show... um, <clears throat> that went show uh, tackled the big issues. It went there. Um, but I think Gregory Sierra is the first guy who like kept coming up and I was, and I sort of made it my, my job. And this is of course pre-internet. So I had to rely mm. on, on, you know, grabbing a, a TV guide at the bodega yes. on the corner. Yeah. Microfiche. There's great. There's Gregory. Yeah, Sierra. He was great. I, I, yeah. He, he, was he awesome. um, he, he was, uh, one of those guys where I was like, I need to know this guy's name because it's going to drive me fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And and so I, I think that's probably the earliest example of me like finding uh, sort of a draw towards these guys. And it was also he was also a great example because he would come in 
he would have like two lines they would destroy and then he'd vanish. And there was mm-hmm. even a part of me as a child, they'd be like, oh, that looks like a good work week. Yeah. That, uh, that's okay. That's not bad yeah. at all. I could, mm-hmm. I could do that. I'd have time for my family. Be, yeah, of I'm course like, they're not bitter <laughs> for like, I mean, that's such a good gig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gregory Sarah comes, comes to mind is probably the earliest time I noticed uh, someone who was sort of off of the corner of the screen, mm-hmm. just picking up a scene and walking away with it the way uh, the best character actors do. And uh, mm-hmm. when he, when he, when he died, <laughs> Julie, when he died, the yes. first person I texted was James Urbaniac. Um, sure. And I, and when we had a lovely little talk uh, uh, where we were called our favorite uh, Gregory Sierra roles, oh, that's I had awesome. nowhere, I had nowhere else to go. You know, Jamie's two years younger than me and it's not a huge deal, but it's like the, the two years affects um, our knowledge of seventies television, you know, yes, because I'm course. just, a, mm-hmm. I'm just a little more cognizant <laughs> mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of Barney Miller and stuff like that. Right. A little more mm-hmm. cognizant of like the deep cut sweat hogs, stuff like that than she is. So we, um, so I turned to Urbaniak and he was there for me. God bless him. He'll be there for any, any character actor referenced needs. He likes the old character actors too, from like the thirties and forties. Yeah, the ones that are so those. outside of his actual, like, no, you went and did, countless like, what, hours like Peter, of like research Peter Lorre yeah Peter Lorre comes up a lot Peter Lorre and Sidney Greenstreet come I ask all my guests who their favorite character actors are and um, wait I'm oh, sorry Tom you said something I, I couldn't hear it I spoke over you I'm sorry oh no no I was busy speaking over you at the time Julie I'd like to apologize <laughs> for speaking over you what did you um, say I was just saying that James Urbaniak is is obsessed with actors that are so before his time that he must have spent hundreds of hours learning who these people are just as, as as you do when you have the affliction that we all have of being like not being able interested to just be interested in things and yeah, not being interested in just what is currently out and letting that be enough no he's he's an expert on like you know wallace beery and mm. sydney greenstreet and and uh, he's a huge charles lawton fan we've had great yes. conversations about charles lawton um yeah urbaniak is uh i want to have urbaniak on both as a character actor himself and as an uh, expert yeah just uh someone who who has uh amazing uh thoughts and opinions on on the field <laughs> dude who also would fit that bill most likely would be uh gilbert Gottfried, would because he's obsessed with old character actors oh like, is he really i didn't know that yeah. oh my god his his podcast is like i mean it yeah. is a tour through old obsessive Obscure things that he stuff. knows a oh, lot about. Oh, I should about. check that out. I had no idea. That's oh, interesting. You'll, 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 it's one of those things where it's like his podcast is like a spiritual forebearer to yours. Even if you have not heard it, it is, you are on the, you are operating on a similar wavelength and you will, you will definitely eat it up. That's, that's really awesome. As I was saying, I was, I, I ask all the guests who like I asked them the same question you asked me kind of time, which is who are, who are the people you, you admire, who are the, the character actors you love and Sydney green street comes up a lot. Um, there's certain, there's certain names that keep popping up. Brad Dourif comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's another dream get, I'm trying to get Brad Dourif. Um, uh, oh, who just came up? The uh, Ralph Meeker comes up a lot. You have to hold people's hand when you're saying these names, because mm-hmm. even just for me, like, and I watch too much, things more than live brad dorif was billy babbitt in uh one flew over the cuckoo's nest and okay. more recently he was crema worm worm tongue in lord of the rings he was the doc on deadwood um 
Uh, Ralph Meeker was in Kiss Me Deadly in the 50s. He did like a lot of tough guy noirs uh, in the in the 50s. Uh, Sydney Greenstreet, of course, the 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 uh, Mr. Gutman in Maltese Falcon. Um, these are just the names that keep popping up from especially from my mm-hmm. older guests, um, the guys who are in their their 60s or low 70s. Um, but it's very interesting, like how how the same names keep coming up, and then every once in a while, someone like John Carroll Lynch will talk about how much he loves Alan Tudyk, uh, and yes. that's that's really fun to listen to as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, well, we had go ahead. Go I was ahead, gonna Tom. say, would you consider doing an episode that's like a tribute to the to the 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 bald character actor, where there seems to be a certain type, whether it's Ed Lauder. The may he the, rest. The, the late great. He was the cop in Death Wish Three, Julie, uh-huh. and you'd know him from. He was also the dad in I think Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Perhaps that sounds right. He played a lot of very uh, imposing bald authority figures. Ed Lauder, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then there's always he, the he other guys. He wasn't the that principal like in him. Back to the Future, was he? No, that's a different well, that, guy. It could be on the show. I'm sure there's nothing that would make people happier than to get an email saying, hey, you're going to be on the fat episode. Um, well, Brian Husky's got a great uh, podcast called mm-hmm. Bald Talk, so I don't want to step on his feet. Well, you could have um, him on as a guest. He's a I could have him on as a guest, and I plan to have him on as a guest. But he has a show called Bald Talk, where and he got Tobolowski, which was mm-hmm. a, I, I frankly feel, poached. You don't, oh, please. You don't need Tobolowski. <laughs> how many times has Tobolowski been on Ron and Beverly? Please. <laughs> Talk about Groundhog Day. <laughs> God, I thought I refreshed my feed. I don't. Oh, he's know. on again. Okay, all right. Come on. <laughs> Come on, we could do better. Well, this is what we'll get. You got. We'll get you, Bill Camp. Yeah, I'm trying to get Bill Camp. Bill Camp is in the middle of this this um, hardcore Emmy campaign for uh, Queen's Gambit, and I would love to be a part of that Emmy campaign. He I would love to. I'm a. I'm a. I've, I was a Bill Camp fan before it was cool. I saw Bill Camp do theater in the early '90s. I saw him play Henry V when he was like 31. He wants to be on my podcast, whether he knows it. There's a publicist mm-hmm. standing in the way. You're a happy camper. You can say that. What about Tracy Letts? Uh, I'd love to have Tracy Letts. What if you have the Letts and Marvel? You know, the only Marvel movies I've seen star Elizabeth Marvel. Have I ever told you that joke? It's not a great one. Mm-hmm. But it's for me, though. Oh, it's like very that. much pointed towards for me. me. Yeah. You get the Marvel, Marvel, you call, you call it Let's Me Entertain You. Mm-hmm. And you have them on and you make them, you pit them against each other. I don't know. But they're fun. I like them, right? Yeah, sure. Um, I think actually Bill Camp and Elizabeth Marvell are supposed to do. That's how you pronounce it? Oh, no. uh, I think they're supposed to do Londe's Journey in New York next year. Oh, what a shame. I'm busy that night. Here's the uh, thing. <laughs> I like the I like theater. I like theater, but sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, no, home, you get old and homework still exists. <laughs> but yes. you have to be the person who chooses it and pretend that it's fun. And I just can't do that. Fair enough. Okay. John, Absolutely fair enough. Okay. I can't do it. Is, no, um, one is gonna, is C- Julie, no one's going to force no, you. No, like, no one's going to force um, you. You're totally is CCH, safe. Is CCH Pounder still with us? Uh, yes, she is. And we're trying to get CCH Pounder as well. Um, my, okay. I have I have a couple of things to talk to her about. We actually went to the same college, which I will volunteer was Ithaca College, since there's nothing that Shameful usually have no opinion exciting. one way or another. <laughs> no one has an opinion one way or the other about Ithaca College, which is great. So I can just toss it into a conversation. Everyone's like, huh. Um, it is neither intimidating nor humiliating. It's just what it is.
we have we have a game that we thought would be fun to play, which is that we would recast some A-list, so some movie starring A-list actors with character actors. I love it. I'm into so, this. So starting out with Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. So we want to replace Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. And right? Julia Roberts. And Julia Roberts. Okay. Well, obviously Margot Martindale plays. Uh, I Julia was literally Roberts just role. thinking Margot Martindale. Because Julie, we have a connection. And we can pretend that it isn't there, or we can just lean into it. Uh, Margot Martindale for the role in Pretty Woman, and for the guy, I'm I'm drawn to Pruitt Taylor Vince. I I feel like Pruitt Taylor Vince from from Heavy. Um, uh, Do they have or, to be or, alive? If they're if it, what if it's from all time? Oh, if it's from all time. Or worse? Yeah, I don't all know. Time's fun. We could do all time. Um, uh, what if we, ooh, what if we go within the same movie and yes. yeah, and, and bump Jason Alexander up? Ugh, no. Hmm? no. No. Terrible idea. No. My no, wife is, all, my wife is giving me the thumbs me. down from you, across you the room. That's, you don't know this about <laughs> me. Bad. I have an allergy to Jason Alexander. No. As Julie can't wife. even, Julie, uh, Julie uh, she refused to eat McDLTs after she saw him in that commercial dancing around. Do you know around. this commercial? Do you know this commercial? I don't think so, no. Brad, Brad please show me on this This, is, this on one's it. really good. He's You're going to like it. this one. I'm going to say Margot Martindale with... Grady from Sanford and Son. <laughs> no, that's like nice. Grady. What about Slender Man? Is he a character actor? <laughs> Oh, I remember this. I do remember this. It's yes. important. Look at that mop. I do remember this commercial. Okay. Look at that mop Wait, he still on has, his head. But he still has one. Sometimes he wears his piece. Sometimes he doesn't. Like a... Hamburgers in this town that don't quite make Hamburgers? It. Yeah! You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time? Yeah! You should have been well, run I out of show business on this one. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger. Run the out of humanity. Look at all that wasteful packaging. I'm talking quarter pound of beef on the hot Fuckers. side. People don't understand that we just didn't, we just simply did not have irony at this time. We just didn't, it, the word did not exist yet. Everything was very sincere. If you didn't like this, you were pop. I also want to, there's nothing in between. We're in a, we're not in a visual medium here, but it's important that we note that Brett is dancing to this song. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize that. Was- no. He you know, knows the choreo. Brett just loses control. That's the, the, what we love about him. He just, and you're going to learn wow. so much about Brett. We're doing a podcast with him, John. He uh, calls at all hours with ideas for the show. We've seen uh, that already, and I'm, I welcome it. One out of because every three ideas is ultimately something uh, that has to do with You can't welcome Brett. that. You have two children. Come on. No, well, my, he's phone, gonna my phone your... goes on mute at 7.30 p.m. He can do whatever he wants. He's going to need your kid's number also. Your yeah, kid's sorry. Because if he can't get a hold of you, he's going to say, like, go wake daddy. Where's daddy? Like, he'll send text. Okay. Get get your pop to pick up his uh, phone. He's not picking up. Is everything okay over there? Should I come over? The the beautiful thing about Brett is that Brett is about to have a kid of his own. So in a a very Mm -hmm. short while, he's going to understand the challenges inherent. Oh, you're going uh, to because he's he's going to drop that kid off at your house when he's doing. He's like, yeah, I got a cooking podcast for daddy. (laughs) You didn't read your contract that close, did you? He's got to he's got to come by while he's recording. You're the the godfather. (laughs) You're the godfather of of Glaze Boehm. That's (laughs) really we're going with Glaze of it. 
It's not my call. That's what he's glasé. It's pronounced glasé. Glasé. Trivian. Glasé. Trying to think of who the Richard Gear part should go to. Jack Elam. Who I believe was still alive at the time. Jackie Lim was this amazing, amazing guy who did a ton of westerns in the sixties and seventies. Who had had like this pronounced lazy eye. Yeah, Um, he was in Cannonball Run. There he is. There he is. Oh, that's cool. Jackie Lim was. Yeah, he'd be good. He was was a doctor in Cannonball Run. He looks like he's been in every Russ Meyer movie. Uh, yeah, you know, I actually believe it or not, I don't think he actually did any uh, no, uh, Russ Meyer. But but that was a type. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, he. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, right. And that because mm-hmm. I mean that way there's a real sort of like a you got a, a real story there. You know, if well, like, that's the businessman yeah. who's paying you, what does that mean? You're you're yeah. making a you're commenting on sex work. You're commenting on sex yeah. work, and it also um, is my you know, favorite th- thing to do. It's going to have to be like a, a less um, superficial relationship uh, in that regard. I think what we've done is made a better film. All I would think about if he if Jack Elam was in the Richard Gear role in. Pretty Woman is like, where'd this guy get this money? Yeah. Like, how did he actually get his hands on enough From money? From starring to in a lot like of this? Italian westerns in the 60s. I think but I, I mean, but I would assume cut, he yeah. was playing it. I'd be, where is it? Like, if this is yeah, the what, role. Where is this character? And then he would There's do some, that thing where she, like, reaches for the necklace and he snaps the box shut. Only it would be really, really scary. Yeah. Right, right. No, she and she might pull back a stump. There's a few. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few things that I think would have been. Uh, yeah, off-putting. Yeah, what's that the was, next movie? If that was done in Flintstones time, that would have been a, a little little dinosaur. <laughs> Let's do that instead. Let's talk about the rest of these movies. What would they be? Do- what would they be if they were made during? All right, uh, next time? one. And before we get to the next one, uh, I just want to tell the the, li- the listeners at home. Uh, I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna go through, and I'm gonna. Every actor mentioned on the show, I'm going to get a picture of. And I'm going to put it on our social media. So if you go to at, at, freak out. at Double Threat Pod, yeah, don't freak out. And this is fun. It's always fun to, fun to learn new stuff. And the thing is, w- with half of these actors, you're not learning. All you're learning is their name because as soon as you see their face, you know who they are. So mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, gonna to put uh, pictures of everybody mentioned way, on I, social way, media. I've read Long Day. I've read Long Day Lay's Journey into Night in High School. So it's not like I'm that stupid. No one, no one. This is a conversation you're having with yourself. No one I thinks know. you're stupid. No <laughs> one thinks you're not, stupid. You're not. Okay. But my education is limited to the like choose your own adventure of liberal arts, which means mm-hmm. huge windows of ignorance. Anyway, uh, what's the next, next movie? Up, uh, next Brett? up, let's, let's recast. Um, let's let's go over to the action genre and recast uh, Die Hard. Recast Die and Hard. put it in Flintstones times. Mm-hmm. We're going to recast it and put it in no. Flintstone time. <laughs> really? I did, like uh, very, very. This you're asking. A and great I deal. promise I'll stop pitching Slenderman. Okay. This would be good for Slenderman, though. All right, um, all right. So we want Die Who Hard. Who else is in Die Hard besides Bruce Willis? The, the bad Rickman, guy, right? Alan Rickman. Yeah, you can recast well, Alan first Rickman. First of and all, Bedelia. If it's Flintstones um, time, then they're at the uh, the <laughs> Rockamora Plaza. <laughs> would they would be right? It yeah, would be Rockatomi. It would be Rockatomi. You can say, right. say Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Rocker, maybe? You say, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. Okay, so for for John McClane, I like James Reborn. That's good. R-E-B-H-O-R-N. Not with us anymore, but a stalwart of um, of uh, vicious authoritarian figures. I'll give you one line that'll give it away. Come on, fucker! Okay. 
Kamon Fokker? He's like little uh, Fockers? Uh-huh. He is uh, okay. Terry Polo's dad. Uh, no, he's Terry Polo's uncle in uh, um, in Meet the Parents. Okay. Um, it's also in uh, Town of Mr. Ripley, right? The uh, the elder. I believe he's in elder. Town of Mr. Ripley. He's in the game. He has a yeah. great part in yeah. the game. Oh, well, who's, what's his part in the game? He I saw is, that recently. Oh, he's uh, he's the actor. Uh, it, it's revealed that he's actually an. Uh, he's the first person to reveal that he's an actor. Yes. Um, but but then it gets very very cagey and weird. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. He, di- he was he was um in uh, Homeland. It was like his last. He, yeah. he died after doing. Yes, he's terrific. Yeah. And he worked with Gethard. He played he Gethard's dad on that um, show, Big Lake. Oh, wow. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, he's fabulous. I'm sorry I didn't know his name, but no, no, I well, that's love that's him. why I that's am the here. Idea. That is I'm the plan. I'm educated here. now. Um, yeah. Oh, and that's right. He's in Independence Day. He um he has that amazing exchange with Judd Hirsch, you know, but I'm not Jewish. Judd Hirsch, nobody's perfect. Um that's, that's James Reborn. He's great. Um he great. I like him for John McClain. Okay. I think we have we now have real stakes if you put him in the John McClain role. Who's you the put bad him guy? barefoot. You know, Rickman was well, no Rickman was actually before Rickman was everybody's villain, he was he was kind of a, a leading guy in British ther- in British theater, you know. Mm-hmm. He uh Yeah. But um but let's make it a little interesting here. Who would be a good choice for the villain in uh well, if it's it. We could. If we're, if we're not worried about time, then we can bump up Trejo? to Green Trejo. Trejo. Oh, Trejo and everything, man. Trejo yeah. in everything. But Trejo with yeah. his head on the. Oh, if his head is on the turtle, that could sort of be a Flintstones thing too. That that's a would very be. good point. Yeah, that's a very. I also want to uh, shout out Lionel Barrymore from uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." I think he, as the bad guy in Die Hard, is a is a bold choice. Hmm. That's cool. Um, it's always bold. And then Be- to cast oh, and, uh, and uh, uh, Becky Ann Baker is McLean's ex-wife. Actually, you know what? I'm breaking everything back here. Dylan Baker is John McLean. His wife Becky Ann Baker is McLean's ex-wife. Danny Trejo is the bad guy. That's the what new diehard. Whatever you do, do not watch Hunters. Whatever. Did you already watch I, it? I did the I did the pilot. I and I I agreed. I had to hop out of that. Okay. I was Good. what was wrong? Why why oh. does a movie where oh, Al Pacino boy. Kills yeah. Nazis and yeah. Dylan Baker is one of the Nazis. A series. A series. Yeah. Well, Al Pacino is killing Nazis. Dylan Baker so is it. one of the Nazis. On paper, this is my favorite show. Well, and the trailer, too. I was so excited because of the trailer. It fell I apart not so have been, quickly. Then, I'm telling you, John, you watch that whole season. You get to the end of the first season. Uh huh. You are, if you're me, just livid. Julie told I me the Julie told it. me the ending of it. I didn't watch it and I was. I won't tell it to you. Horrified. No, you can it's tell it to me. You don't have to tell I'll me tell on mic. I don't want to can... tell the whole audience unless All right, I do. Well, text unless me, but um, because I'm, I am curious and I am not going to do it. I and okay. I, I all due respect. I, I, I love every actor I just mentioned, but I, I just could not. That pilot was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's a horrible show. Julian, I don't think I ever told you this, but uh, uh, we, we, they did a, uh, I used to live in the Highland Park neighborhood of Los Angeles, and they did this massive marketing campaign for Hunters where they turned oh, no. they turned Highland Park into the set of Hunters for like a week. And so for this this week, every time I went to get like a coffee or whatever, I had to walk through, there were like People actors. asked for your papers? Yeah. What was going on? <laughs> They turned. They turned. Yeah, into, I don't know if that was a set. No. I think that may have just been like yeah. Echo Park under like Trump. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. About <laughs> yeah, that. They, they were just uh, looking for illegal immigrants, maybe at the time. 
How does he, but seriously, how do you transform a neighborhood into the set of that? They made it thing? like a 1970s uh, New York kind of thing. There were like old taxi cabs. There was like old New York City police officers walking around talking to people. It was like actors. It was like being in, you know, Universal Studios, but it was just like a neighborhood in Los Angeles. It was just like a, a street. I, I, thought you were, I, thought, yeah. I thought you were going to say it was like being in hell because that's what I would have <laughs> said to that old cabs, people walking around in old timey cop uniforms. Be like, where what did what what how did this all get to this point let's might be time for a hard reboot on this one you must be frustrating um john is being like a broadway superstar and then being considered a character actor Mm -hmm. on television and film because people don't know i think about that all the time sickeningly talented you like we're talking about like michael cerveris ralph Barza, those guys yeah even um Right. And they would try to try to cast them on things like Smash or things about theater. And mm-hmm. it just like people are unaware of, I guess, how talented they are. Or just well, I how- think there's there's some guys who, who have trouble making the transition because even when they're on screen, they're still playing to the, like the cheapest possible seats in the 1500, you know, uh, yeah. seat auditorium. Yeah. Um, but there's some guys who who work really well on on the well, small Baranski. Side. Baranski made that. Baranski, with whom yeah. I have worked, we did a we did a big bang together, and and we talked about Sondheim the whole time, which was yeah. fucking hog. Heaven did you for watch this that guy. talk last week? I can no. send it to you. I'll no, send it. Do. I'll send you my link. I it was yeah, Lapine and and Steve in conversation with her, and then Mandy and Bernadette made a surprise appearance and sucked the did. air out of the room. But that's okay because they're you know. They, but even, but even like no, I guess Mandy was number one on a lot of call sheets at a certain point because at a certain point, yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm trying to think. But of, Patty, I guess, was like life goes on was like her first introduction to people. Uh huh. Uh huh. And she's doing a uh, she's doing a sitcom for Netflix called OK Boomer, where she is the titular boomer. I saw, I saw that. But she I remember a story. where hmm, Patty Did Lepone... I have a callback for it? Yes, I did. Thanks for oh! asking. <laughs> OK, Boomer. <laughs> we'll change that or they won't. Um, what I was going to say is there is a story about how she didn't get the role of Carmela Soprano and she cried on her porch for like a week straight. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Patty, Patty did not have a good yeah but she's still here but yeah no that was like a huge huge devastation for her Mm. and you'd think that if someone i don't know it's just it's just a tough like bridge to cross i guess it is a tough bridge across the other the other thing that's that's wild about about those guys is there's just like a new york la separation yeah there's people who accomplish incredible things in new york and they come out here to los angeles and it doesn't necessarily translate yeah and Mm -hmm. and it's it's uh as much as new york has a certain snobbery uh concerning los angeles it goes both ways um la is very much like oh you have a tony that's adorable uh don't miss your flight back it's Mm -hmm. very strange how how that that um the, the two the two camps operate independently of each other yeah, it's so gross and weird because the Tonys are one of the only award shows where you could actually see talented people doing insanely mm-hmm. impressive things. Yeah, I agree. I always Agreed. say you can't get an EGOT without ego, and that's something that has uh, really drives me. I've taken me. to heart. And I'm pretty close. I'm pretty <laughs> to having too an low. ego after what after. No, to figuring out what other things I can say stand for EGOT for the things. I'm pretty close to figuring four out that I could actually claim I have an EGOT. 
Tom did LSD for the seventh time. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. said, I'm getting rid of my ego. He called me. I'm getting rid of my EGOT. And then I was like, <laughs> and in the morning, I was like, I tried to kill my ego. And then Julie's like, uh, <laughs> you might want to look at it in the garbage can, chief. And I looked at my Tony. <laughs> My Oscar, my Grammy, what did I do? The next one we're going to do is I'm going to say Norma Ray starring. Hold on. Wait, no, wait, what, didn't you have Jackie? What, didn't we were going to do Jackie? was like, not. I didn't see Jackie. I, did, I, I just watched Jackie last week because John, Carroll, John Carroll Lynch plays LBJ in it. How... How is she? Is she doing like a um, She's doing a um, like a, like the mayor from The Simpsons? Kind no, of thing? that's so funny. I, I use that example all the time. That's <laughs> so I really do. I say that all the time when people play uh, um, candidates. Yeah. The, so the, it's not it's not Mayor Quimby by a long shot. No, she's doing a very upper class broken bird. And it's mm-hmm. a um, it's a very interesting movie. It's very slow, deliberately I'm a vegan. Slow. Why don't I have her body? Anyway, keep going. Um, the, uh, um, sh- uh, because you've, you haven't played a ballet dancer enough. <laughs> Julie, can I just ask who Jackie? <laughs> no, not neither the time nor the place, Tom. <laughs> Oh, the time John, the this is my time and this is my place. <laughs> this is this my is moment. This <laughs> is exactly, there has never my been more of a time or place. Being, so, so she was good? It sounds uh, like she was good. She was good. She was good. Okay. And, um, but, um, you know, at the, at the same time, um, mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been interesting to see Celia Weston do that role. Um, I would have been into, um, let's see, who would have been? Because she's surrounded by like, because everyone else is playing, you know, politicians mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, oh, sur- I have it. Who is it? Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt. Magnificent. Yeah. That's great. Right. Actually, that's genuinely great. Everyone else Put in the movie Pillbox is, you know, on her. Peter Sarsgaard, Max Casella, um, yeah. you know, um, uh, Beth Grant and John Carroll Lynch together in a wow. playing uh, L- Lyndon and Lady Bird Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Sounds like uh, a homework movie. A um, little. It's Maybe? not not a homework movie, but it's beautifully shot. And the way they handle some things is okay. um, the way they 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 handle the assassination is is very carefully done in a way that mm. kind of you know what's happening but they manage to build tension anyway um wait. uh yeah <laughs> wait assassination oh i'm so sorry spoiler alert her husband dies she I'm gets so shot sorry. how you, you went out of I didn't your even way know he was to sick. not you went out of your way to not give away Thank the ending you. of hunters and here i am giving away the ending of jackie i'm so sorry that was so irresponsible that's how it ends um, well, they, yeah, sort of, they, they play with time a little bit. It's nonlinear. I know you've got to go soon. So before we, before we wrap up, we, we want to know who should be the new James Bond. Who should be the new James Bond? Who should be the new James Bond? Okay. Hang on. Hang on. I've got something for this. Who should be the new James Bond? These are good questions. And I want, here's the thing. James Bond is, and they address this in Skyfall. Yeah. He's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. He's got um, uh, very poor liver functions. He's got mm-hmm. a bad knee. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Craig looks like he has none of those things. Mm-hmm. So we, it mm-hmm. is time to 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 switch him out. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, um, is it that knight from Holy Grail that keeps getting his limbs chopped off? It's that knight, yes. Mm-hmm. I would say... John Cleese is the black knight. Um, <laughs> Tim uh, Timothy Carey as uh, James Oh, wow. Bond. Interesting. Timothy Carey. Yeah, that's that's a, a nice deep cut. Um, huh, you know, Julie, you I, know I, Timothy Carey. I'm looking him up right now. I'm looking Boys. him up. Don't ever, ever, but never, but never make fun of no cripple. Yeah, that's uh, from Head. Head. Oh, right, right, sure. Oh my God, that's right. He's in Head. So is um, Victor Mature. Um, uh, Victor Mature is as the Victor big Victor. Mature. As I his credit. Um, let me think. Um, I, I want it. I, I think we should go. Luis, hmm. Luis Guzman would be fun. Luis, Luis Guzman. Guzman would be an amazing. Luis Guzman's a Bond. really good choice. Mm-hmm. Guz- Luis Guzman is a really, really strong choice. Um, I would also be into Joel McKinnon Miller, um, who's on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, oh, if we're going like like our our friends, I'm just gonna say I don't Jason know the guy Gore. personally. I don't know the guy personally. I just know what's Joel his McKinnon. name, John Joel McKinnon Miller. He was on he was on Big Love and he plays one of the one of the tertiary cops on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He'd probably oh, resent me calling he him. He does tertiary. look like a cop. He looks like a cop, but he also I think looks like an alcoholic who might have a bad knee. Mm-hmm. And I think that's our new bond. If you can do a British accent, and I bet he can. Yeah, all the women he sleeps with have gotta have backstories though. Yeah. Which is good. Good for women. Yeah. But just yeah. like, what's your story? Why are you here? De- it immediately dimensionalizes the women he's sleeping with because yes. they mm-hmm. all have to have their reasons, whatever kind of like bizarre daddy issues they're trying to address or whatever abandonment stuff they're trying to work through. I think it, it, the he's, casting he's, of, he's, of Miller in the bond role. It's like first subscribe to my only fans. It gives a backstory to everybody around him. I'd love to see Jennifer Coolidge as Bond, if we can switch up the gender a little bit. I'm into that, too. I'm into that. And I don't want her to change her voice at all. I want her to just be Jennifer Coolidge. She's uh, she's stealing the show with that that uh, that television show called uh, I Figured Out a Way for Everyone to Get a Hawaiian Vacation mm-hmm. on HBO's expense. I think that's the full title. Hey, let's go to the Four Seasons in Maui. And have get, HBO pay for it. Gigs. I gotta get one of these gigs. What's Audition going? for that as well. Audition the... for that as well. Which part? Which part? Um, he's got uh, the guy with the mustache. I can't remember the actor's name. Oh, um, Armand, the like the uh-huh. the yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not watching it. I'm just also saying like this is the biggest scam I've ever seen in my. But here's own the life. thing about it about about those Hawaiian shows though. Like they, they sound amazing, but then they inev- the actors inevitably get a DUI. They inevitably <laughs> and, they I think are, it's and they get a deal. That seems yeah, I'm even sorry. better. Yeah, enough. They're, <laughs> but they inevitably are like they, yeah. they're there for the first couple of weeks. Like I'm working in Hawaii. What mm-hmm. could possibly be better? And then they realize that there is a finite amount of whatever island they are on. They yeah. will see it in a a long weekend. And if they have too much time off, and they're always ensemble pieces, so they're always yes. going to have time off because they're always like, ensemble the, pieces. Because they get because they like there's a reason why they've made two big bounces is because they can just say like, hey, we're going to shoot in Hawaii for two months. Who's in? And then Precisely. everybody's like, everybody's like, it's the greatest casts for these Hawaii movies, and they're all terrible except for this thing that's on now. 
they they I, I just they immediately turn into these massive AA meetings because people get really bored and they they start not taking care of themselves. And that's the next called thing you know, vacation. You, that's yeah. called vacation. Fair enough. It Fair really enough. is a vacation. Uh, Fair enough. John God, I'm eating Bowie, too much. And yeah, who, who's an actor that is an A list actor that you feel has the spirit of a character actor? Who's the Who's the one? Some people say Brad Pitt seems like the ultimate character actor inside that? the shell of uh of no, I, I, I see that if you look to like his work and his ability to occasionally know when it's time for him to to play sort of in the background you look at um he was already pretty I think of his only thing I can think of is burn after reading but um, think of him in true romance reading, a true, true romance is what I was just about to say true romance oh, is yeah. a character actor job and he's fantastic in that movie and I think that's what the Oscar is for we can say that it's for once upon a time in Hollywood but we know it's for the earlier stoner role of uh of of the the roommate who never leaves the couch um he's um I think there's something there to uh there's also a, an interesting phenomenon of guys who were leads in the 80s and 70s who then transitioned into, you know, I'll move grizzled. down the call they become sheet. Grizzled. If they're handsome, they become grizzled. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like we we talked about um, Richard Roundtree, um, trying to get him for the mm-hmm. show. And sure. I mean, Richard Roundtree, early 70s, Richard Roundtree is Shaft. He's an icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he is doing more like dad and supporting roles lately. And I would still love to talk to the guy and maybe yeah. even talk about that transition from, you know, super sexy leading man. I mean, he's a sex machine with all the chicks for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shut to, your mouth. Uh, but I'm talking about Shaft. And, but there's a, <laughs> a, a way to like talk about that transition that he started mm-hmm. to make throughout the eighties that I think would be really interesting. Yeah. Timothy Dalton, for example, like somebody like Dalton. that who goes from literally being he's James fired. Bond to just kind of becoming just this kind of, actor for all seasons i haven't seen him in years but i bet he's working a ton in british tv and it's just not on my radar i mm-hmm. bet he's he's not wanting for employment at all that guy mm-hmm. i just he's just not you know nothing i'm watching but what i'm finding in doing the show is that like i keep thinking like oh you know i haven't seen blank in in decades i guess he's unemployed and he's mm-hmm. not he's just on he's just something british. on stars he's, just, he's so, british yeah, yeah he's mm-hmm. doing something for channel four that i just yeah. hasn't right. come over here yet and they're trying to arrange stacking rights for netflix mm-hmm. But he, stacking you know, they're, right but they're That's all funny. um you know it, it it's uh because of so many outlets it feels like there's just a ton of people working right now which mm-hmm. is exciting um yeah. but it makes it hard to schedule i always enjoyed a guy who i have not seen in a million years or anything mr spacely he was a great Kevin character Spacey? no mr Kevin spacely? spacely he was the boss of Kevin he was spacely. on the jetsons <laughs> Oh, he was yeah. the boss and he a little sure. mu- mus- that there he is. Yeah, I've not seen him. He was so good on that's the Jetsons. Tim Conway and he's he passed in, away. He was in Heist. I was just watching Heist. He was in it. He said oh, Tim Conway Danny and DeVito. he's passed away. I'm sorry. But that's, seriously, I have terrible news for you. That's is Mr. Conway. Did he, did he just us. have surgery and that they put that collar on him so he wouldn't lick the wound? Yeah, I think yeah, that's what happened. They do put the he did. He was always chomp at the wounds at his little set his stitches. <laughs> Mr. Spacely, they always had to put one of those cones on him. <laughs> That's why I didn't work so much. He needed surgery much too frequently. And when he got it, he would try to pull the stitches out with his with his teeth. He's just constantly coned. He's just constantly, He's constantly coned. Co- in a way, he got the surgery to eat the stitches. Yeah. But the good thing was that when it came time to like feeding him on set, you just poured some chili into the cone 
and he was good to go. <laughs> and then turn around really fast <laughs> yes, when he finished with the part in the front. Either you turn around or he'll rotate around. in front of you. You just got to keep ladling that chili into the into the cone, and he's good to go. I for, I find George Jetson means, so unattractive. Yeah, no, George Jetson is the ultimate cuck. And he's such a cuck. Drives me nuts. Such a cuck. He's such a dog. Well, he's got cuck. this like super hot. It's at least like I don't know. I think he's got a hot wife. He's got like cool kids and this dork. Well, Judy Jetson's cool. Elroy's a total dweeb. Yeah, Elroy sucks. Elroy takes place takes after his dad. Tom, who's the singer who did Eep Op or Uh Uh? Oh, uh, is that Bobby Boris Pickett? No. Ooh, ee, ooh, uh, uh, ding, no, ding, no. Eep, op, orc, uh, uh. That means I love you. It's the he was the rock star oh. on the Jetsons. Yeah, I know who you mean. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know who you mean. I don't know his name, but I know. I who gotta you look mean. look him up. The Dickies covered that. Eep, op, orc, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And here comes. Yeah, Brad. I remember that. Jet Screamer. There we are. Thank you there very you much, go. Brett. Jet Screamer. Astro was cool. Yep. Judy's cool. What was the mom's name again? Judy, Jane. Jane, Judy. Elroy sucks. George sucks. Rosie the robot was cool. Mr. Spacely. Mr. Spacely rules. Remember when Elroy was watching the Flintstones on his little, on his basically what was an iPhone? On his tablet, basically. I think that was it, but it proves that they're sharing the same world is what that proved. Right. It also proves that um, the writers were sharing the same joint when they ran out of ideas yes. and decided to go to the beach at it 11 a.m. It was a groovy time. It was yeah. a groovy, yeah. groovy time. Talk right. about that Hanna-Barbera greeting card animation. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right a bourbon. In the writer's Imagine room. Imagine being that, the only woman in that writer's room just being, and everyone's having a good time. You're just like, my life is hell. Like, I'm, I'm in so much pain emotionally. Alice, we're out of scotch. <laughs> Go get more scotch. How are we supposed to write this garbage if we're not drunk? <laughs> like, I'm a writer. I'm not a secretary. Nightmarish. Get it. I need more scotch. <laughs> I got to write two episodes today. Uh, J- uh, John's got a jet, so let's uh, let's think about it, John, real quick. Speaking of the Jetsons, that's yes. what you missed out on. Yeah. Damn it! Ah! No, this is. I got a jet screamer, guys. No, this Bye, is a total John, highlight. We love you. The- congratulations on the new podcast. It's very thrilling. Thank Household you so much. And faces. hey, Tom, as long as we're talking about congratulations. Oh, Mazel look at tov, that. Man. Thank you so much. Mazel tov. Tov. I have your book right book. here. Thank you. Uh, this is this is me in, uh, into oh, it. Not that. super into it. Just oh, started it. But get, yeah, very excited. You didn't get to the bad stuff yet. Only just begun. All right. Just like um, Godspeed, guys. We Good love you, John. Congratulations. We'll talk to you soon. Godspeed. Bye. Thanks, John. Bye. You ever go into a pool with the pool noodle? And if so, what do you do with it? I think I find pool noodles to be vaguely ineffective. They get in my way. Yeah. When I'm trying no, to do fine. my my crawl, well, this is what I do in the pool. I do the crawl. Mm-hmm. I do the breaststroke. Okay. And I do elementary backstroke. And then sometimes I'll like just like just to mix it up, I'll just like speed walk back and forth. You speed walk back, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put my my elbows up in the air mm-hmm. so only my you know my chest down gets wet. Are you wearing like a business suit with sneakers? 
as if you're in working girl mode. <laughs> they they always try to like to zap me on that. Then I stand in a shower wearing all of it. And I just I'm like, listen, I took a shower beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't stop her. Yeah, they can't. So, Brett, I cooked up that uh, Rockford Files thing, if you want to hear it. Sure. When? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're in trouble if you say <laughs> yeah. during the thing. Oh, Brett, don't say that next time. Make it seem like you did it again. Julie, this I'm a professional. This oh, took me Brett. five seconds. It wasn't oh, a right, let's, let's hear it. Let's oh, hear it. Brett. And we don't That's have to fine. hear all two minutes okay. of the, of the call either. Five seconds enough time. This is Jim Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. This is Faye Dunaway. Look, uh, I've read some of the stuff from the O'Neill interview, but I'm not really interested in Terry O'Neill. He's a big, big liar. And- <laughs> oh, that's good. Thank you, Brett. The, the Dunaway Files. There's a story. Of, I mean, there's a billion stories. This is a very like benign story of them being backstage at the Oscars after they incorrectly announced La La Land for Best mm-hmm. Picture. And Warren Beatty's like, I don't know if he was crying, but he was certainly freaking out because he felt so bad about reading the wrong card and... Mm-hmm. everyone around him is like, you know, really emotional and scattered. And like the producers of La La Land are obviously super upset. And then everyone's like, who's responsible for this? And they're so confused. And there's just like this emotional powder keg. And this whole time Faye Dunaway was in the corner, just watching everyone very calmly eating nuts. <laughs> she was just like sitting there, like slowly putting one one cashew in her mouth after the next, almost as though she were like watching a play, mm-hmm. snacking on nuts, watching like emotional drama nom, ensue nom, nom, in nom. front of her. She's nom, awesome. Nom. I know she's a monster, but crack crunch. Yeah. I blew it. It's the biggest night in show business. I blew it. Mm, crunch. Chomp. I'm into it. Well, my friends, we did it. Once again, another one goes in the history books. Both the books at when when the double threat when the when the Forever Dog Museum opens up, of course, we'll be the wax we'll, figurines in the yeah. well, but but it, it'll be us inside. They'll just have Freeze dried us and yes, we'll be trapped. Crayola and, wax, they've yeah. melted Crayola wax. Yeah, Brett will, uh, he will, uh, Vincent Price us. Mm-hmm. So, um, thanks everyone for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, tell your friends. Yeah, really, tell your friend you like this podcast, say to your friend. It's time to get some more listeners here. It, it really is. I see Stop these keeping it to yourselves, please. When these people on Twitter are like, tell me about some podcasts I should be listening to. Yeah. How about you tell them about this one? How yeah. about that won't won't kill you? Yeah. How about you tell them about old double your old pals over at Double Threat for once in your life? Help us out. All right, my friends. And send stuff to doublethreatpod at gmail.com. And that's it. That's all you have to do. Yes. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm. 
Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.